You know, was, do you know that hymn when through uh, how firm a foundation you saints of the Lord is laid for thy faith in his life giving word I was thinking about that and then one of the verses goes when through the deep waters I cause you to go and I can't remember the rest of it um, but he lays a foundation for our faith and he walks with us and he causes us to walk through the deep waters um, that we should learn him that's, that's our, the story of our lives isn't it uh, shall we pray for a moment Lord thank you for gathering us thank you for your love to us we do desire this afternoon Lord Jesus to sit at your feet and to hear your word and be built up by it Lord be nourished by it and be blessed by being in your presence thank you Lord for making all this possible for us Amen Well friends uh, we're still in this conversation in John's Gospel chapter 5 that began as they got upset with Jesus because of the miracle, the sign that the Father gave him. He said, I do the things that the Father shows me. And so the Father showed him this sign, and this man who'd been sick for 38 years was was healed and was able to walk. And the Jews' response was to go about to kill him. And he began to talk to them about... uh, what was going on in his heart? And he began to say to them, if you think that this is impressive, you wait till you see the other works that the Father is going to give me. I'm, he's made me life giver. He's made me judge. And that's where we were. And can we read it, um, some of it again, from chapter 5 and verse 20? And we'll see how we get on. Is that a plan? The Gospel of John, yeah. Chapter 5. For the Father loves the Son, and shows him all things that himself doeth. And he'll show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. How did the Lord Jesus get to know all this? Remember... He's a, he is a real man um, Conceived of the Holy Ghost <coughs> Born of Mary He was the bloke up the road Joseph, his adopted father The boy in the carpenter's shop And bear in mind He's not just spouting things emptily He's got some explaining to do How is it that you are doing these mighty works? Uh, so here's his explanation here's his defense they thought he was dissolving the sabbath he wasn't he didn't break a word of god's command oh he might have got under their skin in terms of upsetting their religious notions but he didn't break a word of their of the lord's commands um for as the Father, he will show him greater works than these, verse 20, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raises up the dead and makes them alive, even so the Son makes alive whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, 
but hath committed all judgment under the Son, that all men should honour the Son, even as they honour the Father. Jesus is saying to them, he's really sticking his neck out, uh, that, that what's going, what you're seeing here is all about this, that the Father's committed life-giving authority to the Son, the Father has committed all judgment to the Son, and so that they should, that you should, all men should honour the Son with divine worship in the same way. Now that's going pretty far, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? What conviction he had. I mean, how had it grown in him? This, you know, we talked about the development of his consciousness. Uh, but this, not ordinary, but real man saying, I am to be worshipped as the Father is worshipped. Uh, and Lord, I bow my knee to you. I agree with you, Lord Jesus. Darling, could I have some sugar, please? Sorry. It's a funny day today, um, meals-wise, and I'm a sugar freak. Sorry, chaps. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. It's great. You know, my wife remembers to carry sugar. Um, sometimes I forget. Um, it helps me be less zany. Um, <laughs> You wouldn't know, would you? No. <clears throat> All right. Now, so here we are. It's just amazing that the Lord Jesus, I mean, of course it's amazing, but uh, when we consider the disproportion, flesh and blood, flesh and blood uh, saying to them you've got to offer me divine worship um, what uh, consciousness self-consciousness what the conviction of the of his sonship and also um, what conviction of the clarity and purity and efficacy of his word as he says what his word is going to do in a minute. We have his, we know his brothers and his sisters, they're with us. And you're saying that by your word the dead will be raised? Yeah. Um, so we need to put off our carnal appraisal. No, I got some more in my pocket. Thank you, Dave. Now I've made my wife very worried. <laughs> she doesn't want to become embarrassed by silly behaviour. Um, I told her 33 years ago. I said, "Look, darling." <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, okay, so we're good. Um, yes. Okay, let's read on. Verse. I can't actually read this. Verse. Next, 22. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honour the Son, even as they honour the Father. He that honoureth not the Son, honoureth
honoureth not the Father which hath sent him. Now they were accusing him of blasphemy. And Jesus was kind of turning the tables on them and saying, guys, you're in trouble here. Because if you, if you, you people who say you want to honour God, if you don't honour the Son, then you're dishonouring the Father who sent him. 24. Verily I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me already has everlasting life, hath everlasting life already, and shall not come into judgment, but is passed from death, but is passed already from death into life. That's a pretty high view of your word as a prophet, Lord Jesus. Uh, hmm. We discussed that last time. Let's not go over everything too often. 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, truly I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. A little bit, you almost imagine he's thinking of himself as the only one with life, like in the valley of dry bones. Um, and they that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. And here's his explanation to them. And we went through that last time. Verse 26. For as the Father hath life in himself. Now that's... <laughs> That is the essence of divinity, to be judge and life giver. That's the essence of divinity. And the Father has given that to the Son. As the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. He laid it aside. His divinity he laid aside. Remember in, in Philippians, he thought it not a thing to be, though he was equal with God, he thought it not a thing to be grasped at. He laid it, but he emptied himself and became a, a man and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He laid it all aside. And now Jesus is saying, the Father is giving this to me in my humanity. And now we worship the man, Christ Jesus, who's been uh, received, been glorified, received into the Godhead again. He's taken our humanness into the Godhead. Uh, it's all too much, isn't it? Um, and we've been through this. And I am getting to the new point, but just we do, we do need the context. Okay. Verse 25. The hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. The spiritual enlivening. That's you and me being saved. 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so he's given to the Son to have life in himself and hath given him authority to execute judgment also. Because he's son of man, 
his authority to judge is connected because he is the son of man man is uh, in conflict with God the man uh, has failed God man, Adam, should have walked with God should have um, proved his obedience to God and didn't and so yeah, I think we could probably say that man owes God a reparation for all that wrong all those ages of warring and so because he's a man he can judge and set things right it's slightly tough but let's move on to the physical resurrection verse 28 marvel not at this Okay, and that's not all don't marvel at this and that's not all here's what's coming next for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of judgment Okay, the general resurrection spiritual life being imparted to those who receive his word yeah that's a great great miracle and Jesus said and yet there's more marvel not at this the day is coming Paul was under this wasn't he as through Adam death entered so through Jesus, we ought to read it 1 Corinthians 15 shall we read it? it is just what Paul was saying if death came through Adam life and resurrection was going to come through the last Adam as through man death came into the human race and we couldn't get out of it so through man life is going to come. Let's read 1 Corinthians 15 because it's exactly where Paul is uh, exactly in agreement with what Paul says. He's the great expositor of Jesus. Um, where are we? 1 Corinthians 15. Hmm. Where am I? Can you find it before I do? I have it written down. Ten. No. Twenty-one. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong end of the chapter. 1 Corinthians 15. We'll read from verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death... Through man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Uh, As through man death came, 
through the will of the proper man, all will be made alive. Look, the Lord Jesus is talking about the ultimate eschatology, the ultimate end of all things. He's talking about the very biggest picture for the salvation of mankind. That everyone, every single human being, all that are in the graves are going to hear his voice and at his will, at his command, on the sound of his word, they're going to come forth from the graves and be raised up and come to judgment. Now, the Lord's own are going to appear before the judgment seat, but not to be judged, interestingly. They won't come into judgment. They've already been, and we talked about this last week, they've already been living in the judgment. They've been living in the judgment of repentance. They've been living in the judgment of the word of God. Received, said James, with meekness, the implanted word, that word of Christ that's implanted, receive it, be submissive to it, day to day receive with meekness the implanted word, it's able to save your souls. Do you remember that scripture in James? And so that's why Jesus said, they won't come into judgment. In Corinthians, it says, uh, I'm sorry, Romans 14 we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We've got to appear there, but not to be judged. We appear unto the resurrection of life. The judgment for us has already passed. The judgment for us happened when we went into death. The judgment for us happened when we agreed with the sentence of death. We have, said Paul, the sentence of death in ourselves. We agreed with it. We said, yes, Father, you're right. I'm a wrong being. The spirit that fought against you, the spirit that rebelled against you, the spirit that was against you is wrong. Father, I repent. This is the conviction of sin. I accept the judgment in me. And I go into death willingly. I, that's conviction. And when we see what he is, and we see what we are, we expire. We can't survive. We're, we're baptized into his death and his resurrection life. Now I'm thinking about Romans chapter 6, which I don't know, we probably won't read, but that's what it's all about. That we go into death and we get raised up to a new life. So we do appear before the throne. We do appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And we might read um, Revelation 20 in a minute. But not to be judged, to be owned. Yes, they're mine. Yes, the, the word of Christ has been working in them. They're cleansed. They're made new. They're made whole. And so we have that um, in chapter 5. 
marvel not at this, verse 28, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, the general resurrection, that's Revelation chapter 20, and shall come forth they that have done good <laughs> this is, sounds very works based well it is we're all going to be judged by our works didn't you know in, later on in the next chapter they came to Jesus and said Lord what must we do to do to work God works and Jesus explains what did he say to them this is the work of God do you remember Mate, you can't get away from it. You and I, we're going to have to give account of what we've done. And Jesus explains what the God works are. These are the work, this is the work of God, that we believe on him whom he sent. It's faith. In the book of Hebrews, we have, without faith, it's impossible to please him. With faith, it is possible to please him. That is the work. That is the goodness. We had that in chapter 3. It's all very, very consistent. There are two sorts of people. People who were... had the, whose sincerity, whose desire to do right, led them, when it was called forth, when the word of Jesus comes, whose desire to do right, when the word of Jesus comes leads them to the act of faith. Lord, I give myself to you. Hallelujah. It's, it is a works-based gospel, mate. Don't you get it wrong. Not dead works, but works of faith. If there's faith in our hearts, we'll do the works of faith. James, works sorry <clears throat> faith without works ain't the real thing that's Barclay's paraphrase James said faith without works is dead Jesus said this um, you'll know the tree by its fruit I think we ought to read that, don't you? It's a bit important, because we can get confused. They'll say, oh, it's all grace, it's nothing to do with works. Mm, careful. Mate, if it's real faith, it'll show in the works of faith. If it's not real faith, do you understand? Can I ask you to read with me... Um, we've got to be a little bit careful, haven't we? Luke chapter 6... Here's why we've got to be a bit careful. Let's have a look quickly at Matthew chapter 7. <laughs> this will shock you. It's good to be shocked. We need to be shocked every day. We need to be shocked moment by moment. Shocked out of our carnality and our unwillingness to be obedient. I mean, I'm not unwilling. To, are you unwilling to be? The natural man's got to get shocked. There's a willingness in your heart to be obedient, isn't there? That's gone, that old unwillingness to obey, that old rebellion, that's gone. Um, but let's keep being shocked, shall we? 
um, it's great for us to be shocked. <laughs> chapter 7 of Matthew, chapter and verse 21. Just remember these things. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now that, that word, that's kurios, kurios, master, master. Not everyone that says that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. This isn't the gospel of Barclay. These are just the words of the Lord Jesus which we need to let enter our heart. See, one of our problems is that we try and adapt the words of the Lord Jesus to our experience. It's the wrong way round. We need to receive the word of the Lord Jesus and adapt our experience. Is that a better way round? So that we let it judge us. We don't judge it. We say, oh, Lord, that's not how I live my life. That's not my experience. No, brother, go and ask the Lord to change your experience. But don't let's change the word of God. You know, let him be Lord and let us be changed. Hmm. Otherwise, we end up just being, I don't know, religious and the same as we were yesterday. Let God be true and every man a liar. So he is not everyone that says to me, Master, Master, Owner, Owner, Lord, Lord, Kurios, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Doing, yes, it's works-based, this gospel. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's got to be the real thing, chat. Uh, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, we've, have we not prophesied in your name? Or oh, they're the really spiritual ones, the ones that are prophesying in thy name. Um, in thy name we've cast out devils. They're really good at it. They're the spiritual ones, apparently. And in thy name done many mighty works. And then will I profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Okay? So that's pretty shocking. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for shocking me out of my carnality. Uh, Shall we uh, look at Luke chapter 6? So this is what the real faith has got to produce the real thing. Uh... Luke 6, I think you know this, don't you? Verse, verse 43. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. Neither doth a corrupt tree, a bad tree, bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. Of thorns men don't gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And so we just need to say, Oh Lord, 
um, please make me clean. Not to try and excuse a life that's not good, but to say, oh Lord, make it all depart. I desire to be faithful to you. Um, let it be the thing that's manifest in my life. Faithful and true to Jesus. Let's not try and argue a case for unfaithfulness and untruthfulness and say, oh well, it's alright, I can be forgiven. Yes, yes, there's forgiveness. But what the Lord really wants is that we should be a good tree, bringing forth good fruit and that manifesting the works of faith. Faith without works is dead. And so we've got to be prepared to accept <coughs> that we're going to stand before him and either be owned or judged. Um, if we're his and if his word has been working in us through these years of probation, we won't come into judgment. We'll go into the resurrection of life. And so the, the resurrection, the general resurrection, will be the entrance into a perfected body and a perfected life. But if we're not his, we'll come into judgment. And the books will be opened. And they'll have to, it'll have to be determined, our moral state. If we're not his, it all will have to come out. Everything that was done in secret will be made public. That which was whispered will be shouted from the rooftops. It will all be made plain. Every human being will be raised up in a new heavenly body, spiritual body, and either go into life because they've been living with Jesus or go into judgment. And it will have to be decided. Well, what are they? Look, chaps, we ought to at least consider these things, oughtn't we? Uh, shouldn't we? Can we read Revelation 20? It's a short chapter. Some of it, at least. There was the first resurrection. Verse 4, I saw thrones, and they that... Revelation 20 and 4, And they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and those which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years and the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years was finished this is the first resurrection blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on these, on such, the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. When the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. We'll go on. 
Verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Okay, the general resurrection. There's coming a day, said Jesus, when they that are in the graves will hear my voice, will hear the voice of the Son of God, and will come forth from the graves. And here's where they're going to go. They're going to stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Were they the works of faith? According to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Look, I'm not going to um, pretend that I know every detail, but it seems that for those who weren't walking with Jesus in this life, there's going to come a judgment. Now, what were they made of? And it seems that there are two categories. They, we're going to, they're going to be judged. They are going to be judged. And there's going to be some whose names were not found written in the book of life. And they're going to have to go into the lake of fire, which wasn't prepared for them, but for the devil and his fallen angels. Look, <clears throat> just to say that you know, the starting point was what the Lord Jesus said, which we need to listen to and take seriously and be submissive to. And he said that, um, if we go back to our chapter, I don't want to um, sort of get into a, a sticky and tricky eschatological discussion, but just for us to know that, you know, um, <sighs> is not a really, really simple formula. Oh, I put my hand up and now I'm saved. Uh, if I do anything wrong, I'll be forgiven. Yes. But brother, sister, um, don't go on doing wrong things. Become a good tree that brings forth good works. That's it. Um, if we let his word work in us now, if we enter, if we accept the judgment against sin in us now, we'll be raised to new life, so that we walk in new life. And Jesus said, we won't come in to judgment. We'll stand before the throne to be not judged, but to be owned. Yes, they're mine. They've been walking with me in newness of life. And they go into the resurrection of life, verse 28. So there are two categories in the general resurrection. The resurrection of life, they're mine. Hallelujah, they've walked with me. They've received my life. They've received the sentence of death in themselves already. They've received the new spirit. They've been baptized into my death. They've been raised to newness of life. They've walked in life. Hallelujah, they're mine. No more judgment. No, they're not going to be judged. They appear before the throne. We all must appear before the throne. They that have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Hallelujah. 
And so the things that, that seem so mundane to us are eternal. This ordinary life is a probation. It's part of eternity. It's part of eternity. It's not light. It's not that it doesn't matter. Uh, our lives do matter. Yeah, they may not matter to um, the powers that be. They may not think very much of us. But our Heavenly Father, the Father of Spirit, it matters to Him, every one of us. My life might not matter very much to Mr. Turnbull or Mr. somebody or other else, whoever else is around. Um, might not matter very much to Her Majesty, the Queen of Australia. I like to get that phrase in now and then. Um, uh, it really upsets people sometimes. Um, it might not matter, but it matters to the Father. Our lives are significant. What we do today is for eternity. Thank you, Lord, for um, coming to talk to my heart, coming, coming to talk to our hearts, and to lead us to yourself, so that our hearts, our lives, should be fruitful. Hmm. Can I very quickly read a little bit more? Have I got time to do that or no? Somebody speak. Yes, okay. Here we go. Otherwise we'll never get out of this chapter. That's part of the problem. I can of my own self do nothing. And after he said all this, after he said all this, that I'm going to judge all the earth, I'm going to call every man and woman out of the grave. And he goes back to complete abasement. I can of my own self do nothing. <laughs> Amazing. The Father gave it to him. And do you know what? He gave it all back to the Father. He was loved with divine love. The Father gave him all this. This man, the proper man, the Father gave divinity to. And what did he do with it? No, oh, I'm God. That was Lucifer, not Jesus. And, and what did Jesus do with it? He gave it all back to the Father. Father, I can't do a thing without you. What shall I do with this divinity? This having life in myself, what shall I do with it, Father? He humbled himself still. Even though he's exalted, he humbled himself. Father, I can do nothing. Awesome. Hallelujah. Uh, being loved divinely, uh, he loved with divine love. That's for you and me too. Uh, we are loved divinely. Let's love. I don't you say this. Freely you've received. What's the corollary? Freely give. Hallelujah. And we receive from the Lord. Let's give to him freely. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. He wants to incorporate us into the love of God so that our days on earth should become part of the love of God. Lord, the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Today is for worship. Tomorrow is for worship. The years ahead, for worship. Um, mm. I can of my own self. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Well, that wasn't right. Um, later on, 
Jesus said in chapter 8, Though I bear witness of myself, yet my witness is true. He was just accommodating to them. That was their rule for people. So, you know, I'll fit in. You know, um, if I bear witness of myself, you think my witness is not true. Of course what Jesus was saying is true. Right? He was just um, putting himself under their laws, their patterns of practice. He didn't mean to do that. Of course he's, he's perfect. He was sinless. He was truth. He is faithful and true. So he appeals to John. Uh, first of all, there's the works, of course. And then he appeals to John. And then he appeals to the Father. You've sent John and the Father himself, verse 37, which hath sent me. He hath borne witness of me. Verse 37. This is my beloved Son. They all heard it. That voice as he was baptized. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Father hath borne witness to him. The works bear witness. John Baptist bears witness. The Father bears witness. He says there's plenty going on here for you to be convinced. I know that these are extraordinary things. But all these witnesses get with the program. Jewish people. Um, okay. And I wish we had time to pause here, but we haven't, and we'll finish. Search the scriptures. They, they, they got their noses buried in You search the scriptures, because in them you think you have eternal life. And if you just get it all right, we just get all the, the codes correct, then we'll have... But guys, you're missing the point. It's the scriptures that speak about me. That's what, and that's that's what the Bible's all about. It's about Him. Um, God hath in these last days spoken unto us in the Son. I know that the love of God's not in you because even though you got your nose in the Bible, you won't come to me that you might have life. So I know that the love of God isn't in you. If you had the love of God in your heart, then when you saw the scriptures and you saw me, you put two and two together like some of the people did and fall down at my feet and say, Lord, we worship you. But I know the love of God's not in you. You've got me, you've got the scriptures which are speaking about me and you can't put it together because you don't love God. You're full of the love of self and you won't have me. And the proof was that they ultimately murdered him. Away with him. And then, hmm. Verse 45. Do not think I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. If you'd even, if you'd just listened to Moses, if you'd believed Moses, you would have believed me. Because he wrote about me. If you don't believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So the problem with unbelief isn't incredulity, it's a moral problem. I hate God, and so I won't have his word. And we see that time and time again. Um, as Jesus talks to them about their state, uh, enough. Hallelujah. Amen. This and it's, there we are, something for us to meditate on how, how can flesh and blood say these things and yet he did and it's true um, the man Christ Jesus uh, is, sits now at the right hand of the Father 
man. All right, he's got a spiritual body, but he's the man, Christ Jesus. Life giver, judge. What is man that thou art mindful of? Thou makest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. And we're part of this um, great divine drama. Let's should pray for a moment. And we let's pray. Oh Father. Father, help us to be overwhelmed with the immensity of what you're doing. Help us to understand that we'll never comprehend it. But oh Lord, that we need to be comprehended by it. By your things, by your work. Lord, we let go and give us up, give ourselves up to your ways and to your purposes. Please, will you help us, oh Father, to be faithful witnesses to who you are and to what you're doing and to your works in our age. Oh Father, let your works appear among us and be magnified. Lord, Lord, let us be instrumental in your things. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you. Cause us to worship you the more. Hallelujah.